A year after disposing of the body of a man they accidentally killed, a group of dumb teenagers are stalked by a bumbling serial killer. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining Ruining Our Childhood. Childhood. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. We're back. It's crazy. We did this crazy thing this week. We put out an episode, and then we're recording another episode within the same week. What is happening? It's almost like we're going to be dedicated to our podcast again. Well, no, let's not get too far. (laughs) I, I did feel bad when I was looking at the podcast, uh, our podcast page, because mm-hmm. uh, Apple updated it, you know, the last month or so, mm-hmm. and it said, ruining our childhood, updated weekly, and I was like, <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> Lies. But hopefully, maybe we won't be liars anymore. We'll be consistent. And not consistent liars. <laughs> uh, so, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. We had a short week. Yes. Because of the holiday last week, which is nice. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Living life. Watching basketball. Lo- lots of Phoenix Suns games yes. happening in mm-hmm. our household. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Saw Black Widow yesterday. Yes. Delightful movie. Florence Pugh is delightful. Or as you like to call her, Florence Pew Pew. I think Kyle started that. Oh. And I just took it because I was like, I like it. Yeah. She's delightful in everything I've seen her in, so. Mm -hmm. So you want to talk about our poll winner? Yes. We put out a poll this Thursday, this last Thursday, Mm -hmm. and we did Scary Movie and Scary Movie 2, Ryan's Choices. Yes. uh, Because I couldn't think of anything. No, you couldn't. You know, I feel like we wrote a list somewhere, and I have to look through my numerous notebooks that I have to see if it's somewhere, but Mm -hmm. I swear we wrote a list of matchups somewhere. But you did come up with a doozy of a matchup for next week's poll. Yes, which we'll tell you at the end of the episode. Yes. Um, But this week we did Scary Movie Mm -hmm. versus Scary Movie 2. And Scary Movie one. Yes. Probably because people are like, they'll do Scary Movie 2 eventually. Of course we will. Both these movies, obviously Scary Movie franchise-wise, has put out numerous movies. Mm-hmm. But out of all of them, which one did you like the most? I would say this one, the first one. Okay. Okay, I, Ryan. I saw it in theaters a couple times. I don't know that I've seen the last few. Oh, no. I think we stopped watching them after like four. That sounds right. I don't yeah. know how many they even made. Um, let's see. Oh. You're going to be like, they made four. <laughs> no, they've made way more. They've made five. I don't even know if I've seen four, to be honest with you, now that I'm looking at it. Uh-huh. I definitely saw three, and two was my favorite, by the way. Okay. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I knew that. That's why I didn't ask. Did the Wayans brothers, were they in all five? Or did they drop th- out at some point? I feel like at one point they dropped out. I'll have to do more research on that. I'm so okay. I'm sure somebody's going like, yeah, they stopped doing it after number three, Ashley and Ryan. And then we're like, oh, Dummies. okay. I will say that, so, Scary Movie came out in 2000. Mm-hmm. 2000 classic. I didn't say that. I feel like it's bad luck if I don't say it. Scary Movie 2 came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. 3 came out in 2003. 
and then five or four, sorry, they skip it on here, so it's like five and then four. Uh, four came out in 2006, and then Scary Movie 5 came out in 2013, and that's why we didn't see it. Yeah, I don't even remember that. Yeah. Hmm. I could click on it and see who's in it, but I don't want to spoil it for myself. Good call. So, Scary Movie. Since it came out in 2000, what is your fun fact that you want to, or memory, that you want to discuss? Maybe... So- going down memory road even there you go (laughs) this is a story that i i remember reading about but i did a little bit of a research for once what and that is the sony invented movie critic david manning sony pictures invented their own movie critic to give positive reviews to their films right they actually ended up having to pay 1.5 million dollars in a class action lawsuit and had to issue refunds to certain films. Mr. Manning, the most notable one that he gave a positive review to, or Sony did, was the movie The Animal with Rob Schneider. That was kind of the undoing of it in the sense that another critic was confused as to how this critic had reviewed the movie Mm -hmm. because it wasn't available to be reviewed. But all of a sudden, there's this positive review by David Manning. They jumped the gun a little bit. Yes. And that uh, person's name was John Horn. He was a news reporter, uh, Newsweek reporter. So did it start in 2000, or is that when they got discovered? No, it started in 2000, because he gave positive reviews to A Knight's Tale, Hollow Man, Hollow Man. And The Animal. And there was another movie. I think it was discovered in 2001. Oh, wow. So it was only a year of them doing it? That's crazy. Also, they pointed out the... Oh, in the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson. They had Sony employees in the commercials where they're like, it was the perfect date movie. And they're like, a revolutionary war movie was the perfect (laughs) date movie? And they were Sony employees. Uh, Ah. So it was like the... When they surprise people at the movie theaters and ask them about it yes Uh. they were plants what triggered it for me was very recently me and you were driving to work and there was a billboard for f9 yeah and they're like it's the greatest movie franchise of all time and we both went says who (laughs) so then and then that brought back the memory of uh david manning nice so it's a good one. Thank Mine's kind of lame compared okay. to yours. What is yours? I saw that that LimeWire was invented, or not, I don't know if it was invented, because I know programs take a while yeah. to come to fruition, but it was released in 2000. Um, Napster was already a thing, obviously, because another fun fact was that 2000 was the year Metallica sued Napster. Okay. So, but we were, it's like in the midst of the you know, free music, which Mm -hmm. I just feel like there was a time where the internet was like just the Wild West. Yeah. You could just get away with anything for a while. Oh, man. So nice. I got so many viruses from LimeWire. Did you use Kazaa, too? I think that was the last one I used. Kazaa, LimeWire, LiveWire, and Napster Mm -hmm. were the ones that I used. Yeah. I had bought an iPod. It got one virus on it. And I never downloaded another illegal song after that. Nice. Yeah. The guy, one time my iPod wasn't working 
and I took it into the Apple store and he was like, well, how many of these songs are illegal? And I'm like, none. And he was like, I find that hard to believe. And I go, well, you can pull up my iTunes account and see all the songs I buy then. Yeah. You jerk. But you just said you got a virus. This was another time. Like oh. I went I went home and wiped out my computer and only put songs that I ha- that I own the CDs so that I could burn and then downloaded songs legally. Okay. I became a good boy. You still broke the law. Yeah. I had friends getting in trouble in college for downloading the songs illegal and they had to go to piracy like a piracy seminar. What? Yeah. How did they get caught? Were they using like using the university's internet service, so oh, they were able to link it to people. Yeah, that makes sense. They Luckily, were trying to crack down on that stuff oh, after yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. And you're talking that was 2003, 2004, so that would have been right at the peak of cracking down. Now we it. just have subscription services where I feel like the, like, is it really that much better for the artist anyway? Like they're not getting the same amount of money they would have gotten from CD sales, and that's only if they had a good contract in the first place because. Listening to a lot of podcasts about how a lot of artists got screwed over, especially mm-hmm. female artists back in the day, for how much money they actually made versus what was made off of them. I remember know? it might have been Bon Jovi or somebody that said the way they make their money is through tours. Mm-hmm. It's like we don't make I think crap that's the case. off of albums. Yeah, I think that's the case for a lot of artists. It's kind of funny you mentioned the subscription services because Apple Music is really popular, mm-hmm. and I think about. Napster tried to do that. Mm -hmm. They tried to do a $10 a month unlimited music subscription, and it failed. So they might have just been ahead of their time. I think it was ahead of their time, and also their name was kind of sullied by the whole, you know, allowing a lot of a music downloads. Yeah. A lot of a music? A lot of a music. I meant to say illegal music downloads. (laughs) I thought you were trying to say a lot of music. (laughs) That's why I just went with it. I think I was trying to say a lot of illegal music downloads. It's well, there lot. you go. There was something else that was kind of related, but now I can't remember it. Hmm. Oh, that like only 40% of Americans had the internet in 2000, which is crazy to me. Wow. Because I know we had it, or mm-hmm. maybe we'd just gotten it around that time and had AOL, but it's just crazy to me that to think that 40% of, or only 40% of Americans had internet and it's like what did you do with your time (laughs) i know for a fact we got it in late 99 Mm. and it's like you said it's crazy because everybody has the internet on their phone now yeah Yeah. it's just such a part of life now yeah that i'm like what was life before always being on a computer or always having that information it's just crazy to think about how much just feels like like a whole nother world it had to have been a much more sociable world. Well, yeah, I mean, to an extent, mm-hmm. a lot more people-to-people interactions. For sure. But anyway, that was our diversion into the music industry. In, in 2000. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's time to decide if 2000's scary movie is going to hold up, or our predictions, of course. We haven't watched it yet. Uh, what do you think? I'm going to say yes. I think it's going to hold up, but I also think there's going to be a lot of offensive jokes. Oh, yeah. But I think more than anything, it's just going to be funny. Or at least that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm going to be a little disappointed if when we rewatch this, I go, this was terrible. How did I like it? I don't think it's going to be terrible, but I'm going to say it's not going to hold up 
because I feel like we've discussed this before, but we've never done like a parody movie, have we, for the podcast? I don't think so. I feel like with parody movies, a lot of the humor relies on references Mm -hmm. that are topical at the time. Yes. And I think there's going to be stuff that have no relevance in our lives now that it's just going to seem really dated and silly. Mm -hmm. And I agree, it's probably going to have so many offensive jokes, so many probably not great for women jokes. (laughs) I was thinking more, there's going to be a lot of homophobia. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. For sure. There's one thing we know about the 2000s is they hate the gays, they hate the women, they only like white men. I do think also it helps that we've watched some of the movies that they are going to parody for the podcast. We've That's true. watched The Screams. We've watched I Know What You Did Last Summer. That's very true. So I think hopefully that helps. Which until I read the synopsis, I forgot that that was like that they use I Know What You Did Last Summer as a basis. Because mm-hmm. I've always just connected Scream with Scary Movie. Yes. Because they use the mask and mm-hmm. they have like the bumbling sheriff and, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you think it's going to hold up? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to hold up. So who's going to win? We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> um, Where can you stream this? So it's available to rent and to buy on various platforms. It also shows that it's free on Pluto TV. So it's available. Luckily, I did check when you suggested it before I even put the poll out because, you know, can't have an airhead situation. <laughs> exactly. So that's it. We can hit the pausey pause and go watch Scary Movie and come back and talk about it. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. And we're back. We just finished watching Scary Movie and we're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our categories. Like we always do. And our first category is, well, hello there. Well, hello there. Where we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie. Who did you notice? Uh, The first person on screen is Carmen Electra. She's from Baywatch, more famously. Mm -hmm. She also is technically a model, right? Yes. And apparently she does all the spoof movies now. Every Mm -hmm. time there's a spoof movie, Carmen Electra's in it, so... And she plays Drew Decker. Yeah, which it's a reference to Drew Barrymore because she's that first victim character. And it's pretty much exactly the same character as Drew Barrymore's character in Scream. Yes. And I want to say it almost looks like the exact same house. Yeah, it really did. I don't know. Yeah. My first one was Anna Ferris. She plays Sydney. Anna. Anna, sorry. Anna Ferris. She plays... Cindy, who is basically the Nev Campbell, Sydney Prescott character. Slash Jennifer Love Hewitt character, which I can't remember her name, even though we just did that movie in October. Yeah. I can't remember it either. Yeah. But we know Anna Ferris from House Bunny, Mom, Overboard, a bunch of things. She has a podcast mm-hmm. that's pretty popular. Yeah. Cindy's dad is played by an actor named Rick Du coming yeah i feel like we did a movie and he was in it die hard that's what it was yeah he's from blank check Mm -hmm. which is the one thing i know him from and one of his last roles was polly shore is dead i Mm -hmm. almost said polly 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 shore is dead and he passed away a few years ago yeah i think it was like 2015 yeah Mm -hmm. my next one was john abrahams 
He played Bobby, mm-hmm. who was Cindy's boyfriend. He was in Kids, that 90s movie. Yeah, he was. And then also Meet the Parents. Mm-hmm. And most recently, he was in a movie called Clover. It came out uh, last year. It had Ron Perlman. I think it was a lower budget movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it had Ron Perlman. So yeah. How low could it be? Exactly. James Vanderbeek makes a cameo mm-hmm. as basically himself. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely a Dawson's Creek reference. Mm-hmm. There was some Paula Cole in the background. Oh, yeah. And uh, obviously, Dawson's Creek is the most famous thing he's been in. We did Varsity Blues for the podcast, mm-hmm. one of his movies. And more recently, he was in the first season of Pose. Yeah, which I did not know. I didn't either. And I it's on my watch list, mm-hmm. my ever-growing watch list. So... <laughs> My next one was Regina Hall. Yes. She played the character of Brenda. Regina Hall was on a bunch of episodes of Allie McBeal. She was in the movie Girls Trip with Jada Pinkett Smith and Tiffany Haddish. And then she's also going to be on that new show that's on Hulu called Nine Perfect Strangers. Yeah. It has Nicole Kidman and Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Um, a uh, trailer for it last night during the basketball game. She's also on Black Monday, which is another show that's on my watch list. It's got Don Cheadle. Oh, nice. I want to say Andrew uh, Rinalds. We never know how to say his Mm -hmm, last name. mm -hmm. Book of Mormon and... Yeah. (laughs) You just started listing the things he's from? Yeah. Guy who's not on it. Uh, The next one I have is Marlon Wayans plays Shorty. Mm-hmm. Marlon Wayans was one of the writers on this movie, of course. White Chicks, he also wrote and starred in. He is going to be in Respect yes. with Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson. Hudson. I almost said Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> anyway. Would have been the a, worst casting ever. You know, 20 years ago, uh, they're like, let's make Aretha Franklin white. That's exactly <laughs> what they would do. Yeah. But yeah. I'm excited for that movie because mm-hmm. I love biopics. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Hudson, Aretha Franklin. Sounds amazing. It does. Marlon Wayans. Yeah, all the goods. Uh, next for me is the film legend, Shannon Elizabeth. <laughs> she played Buffy. Yes. Uh, we know Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie, but she was also in Love Actually, and mo- most recently she was in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. We've actually done quite a few movies with her in it, if you think about it. Uh, the 90s and 2000s, they did not cast movies well <laughs> if she was getting that much work. That's true. Um, my next one is Sherry O'Terry mm-hmm. plays Gail Hailstorm. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry Terry is most famously from SNL. Uh, she did have a one episode arc. I don't know if you'd call that an arc. Nope. Of Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And she does a voice on the Puppy Dog Tales, which okay. is a Disney Junior TV show. Very nice. She was one of my early SNL favorites yeah. when I was a teenager and I got into watching it every week. I just loved her as. Um, the cheerleader with Will Ferrell. Spartan cheerleaders. Yes. Yeah. My next one is Sean Wayans. Mm-hmm. He plays Ray. 
and he's basically done a lot of the same things Marlon's done. Uh, dance flick, uh, white chicks, and more recently he did a voice on the Boo Crew, which was a show a few years ago. I think it was an animated series. Yeah, I was actually really surprised. I'm, I'm going to say this is like a Cameron Diaz situation. He hasn't acted in like five years. Yeah. But I did look it up and he is doing stand-up. Oh, okay. A lot and like doing tours. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was one of those things I was like, what? He hasn't acted in five years? But then when I think about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I see Marlon a lot, but I do not see Sean that much. Mm-mm. So that makes sense. I was kind of surprised when I, when I looked that up as well. I was like, oh, there's just actors. You're so used to them. When they mm-hmm. take a little break, you never notice. Yeah. Yeah. The next one for me is Lachlan Monroe. Mm-hmm. I think a Muron is his last name. But it's spelled M-U-N-R-O. Oh, okay. Did you write him down? I did. How'd you spell it? Well, I didn't look up how he spells it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> he plays Greg. Mm-hmm. He's also from White Chick, so I'm guessing the Waynes Brothers likes him. Mm-hmm. The Waynes Brothers like him. <laughs> <laughs> I put too many S's in things. More recently, he is in Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Plays yeah. Betty's dad. Yeah. And yeah. he has a very long and impressive resume. He was on Lucifer. Mm-hmm. He was on Lots Dead Man on Campus with Mark Paul Gossler. <laughs> that should be a movie. Yes. Add it to the list. Quinn, add it to the list. <laughs> Quinn is scribbling She's like, with her little paw. This person. My next one was David Lander. He played Principal Squiggy, mm-hmm. which was a homage to his character Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley. He was also in A League of Their Own, which is a movie we've done. Oh, yeah. He was one of the audience people, right? Yeah. Or and the announcer. Announcer. Yeah, yes. so it was. And he actually passed away a few years ago. His <laughs> last uh, credit, or one of his last credits, was doing a voice for SpongeBob. Yeah, I saw that. My next one is Kurt Fuller. Mm-hmm. He played the sheriff. Kurt Fuller has been in gems such as Wayne's World. Yes. Supernatural. Mm-hmm. And more recently, he's on the TV show Evil. Oh, okay. Yeah. He had a very long uh, he, list of film credits. I was thinking about him today, and I was thinking that he's been in so many things, and he's such a good character actor. Yes. I think one of the first thing I saw him was in uh, saw him in was the movie No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan when I was a little, little kid. Nice. Yeah. My last one is Keenan Ivory Wayans. He plays an actor in a trailer in this movie for Amistad 2. <laughs> he most famously created In Living Color, uh, also wrote and starred in I'm Gonna Get You Sucker" and Don't Be a Menace. And he still writes. He never did a ton of acting. Uh, his last writing credit was for a TV show called The Last OG, which is a Jordan Peele-created television show that stars... Oh, with Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan and, and Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. yeah. He wrote one of the episodes. He was another one when I was looking at his IMDb. I was like, he hasn't... Like, the last movie he directed was Dance Flick in yeah. 2009. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Another person I just assume is working this whole time, and then they're not. Yeah. Uh, I had... Two more. Oh, okay. So there's a character just listed as the garage victim. Okay. Her name is Marissa Jarrett Winokur. Mm-hmm. The thing I know her from is she, she is like the original Tracy Turnblad, I believe. The original. Uh, from Broadway. Oh, okay. From Hairspray. Gotcha. <laughs> I didn't say Hairspray, but I said Tracy Turnblad. So I knew she. who you were talking about. And then also 
she's been in a in a bunch of stuff, but more recently she was in the What We Do in the Shadows TV show. Again, Which we need to on watch. my list. Yes. <laughs> and who was your last one? Uh, Dave Sheridan. He plays Doofy. Okay. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, Corky Romano again. Quinn added to the list. <laughs> uh, Devil's Rejects and Ghost World. Quinn and then, added to the list. I don't know what Ghost World is. Uh, uh, Scarjo and Thora Birch and we just watched Airheads. Buscemi? Steve, yeah. Steve Buscemi? I couldn't think of uh, his name for a second. I was just going to go with <laughs> Thomas Jane just because he's in stuff and I never know who he is. Uh, uh, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to take a quick break and come back? Yes. Okay, bye. Okay. Okay, and we're back. Are you dancing to it? Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. This next category is called, kids would call it a throwback, we call it the prime of our teens, where you talk about fashion, dated references, and maybe movie references, mm-hmm. and offensive jokes, and any technology we notice. Yeah. Did you have any fashion? They wore some, I would say, preppier clothes from the 90s, but it was very common clothing. It reminded me a lot of the characters that they were spoofing. The only thing that I did write down was at one point, Sean Wayans was wearing a FUBU jersey. I did notice that. And I'm pretty sure it was like the same exact one that the guy wears in the Pretty Fly for a White Guy music video by The Offspring. It's like that powder blue. Yeah, powder blue was a color mm-hmm. that was very fashionable Yes, in the 90s. Like I, you started it with powder blue was a color, and I was like, mm-hmm. Fun fact. Fun fact. If there's things you can learn on this podcast, it's what are colors? <laughs> what are colors? Powder blue. I didn't really have anything. I did like that Buffy, which Shannon Elizabeth's character, had a, you know, like a tearaway outfit. Yes. She's supposed to appear to be a good girl, and then she's a slut. Uh. I did like her outfit. It was very late 90s, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Did you have any dated references? I did. I had a few. I thought it was kind of cute. In the principal's office, there was a Schatz beer ad on the wall, Mm -hmm. paying homage to Laverne and Shirley again. So there was a point in the movie where they do reference... The infamous Bud Light commercial with the huzzah. Mm-hmm. And if I could never hear that again because of how much it was used oh, yes. at that time. Also, like, it, I know we've mentioned this before, but I'm like, if a 16-year-old's watching this today, would they even understand that? I can't imagine they would get that one. Yeah. No. I'm pretty sure me and my friends used to greet each other with a was up. Of course you did. Every child did. Ugh. And adult. Just people. Mm -hmm. People are horrible. I did like when they were doing that bit in the ghost face, mass kept changing. Yeah. That part I did like, but... Like when he got high. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was your next one? You mentioned kind of earlier the amount of movies that they referenced, which we mentioned Scream and... I know what you did last summer, but they also reference The Matrix and Blair Witch. 
Blair Witch Project, Titanic, and yeah. the Amistad. You mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie theater scene was referenced to the opening scene in Scream 2. Yes. Yeah. And then the closing scene where Shorty is talking about himself on videotape is a reference to Scream 3, I believe, when Randy videotapes himself to give advice. Oh. Yeah. Very nice. Which, But didn't... I think this came out right after. after. Okay, so they like snuck that yeah, in. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Till they did that Blair Witch Project reference, I totally forgot about that movie ever existing. (laughs) Shall we move on to offensive jokes? Yes, we shall. And as predicted, there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too deep into a lot of this stuff, but there was a rape joke Mm -hmm. really early on in the movie, which, again... I don't care what the intentions are. Rape is not funny. No. I didn't remember a lot of the jokes, but that was kind of my worry, was there Mm -hmm. was going to be a lot of offensive jokes. And there was. There was a a beauty pageant scene, and they had a lady competing with the name Miss Thing, and then they had like braids hanging from her underarms and from her groin. Yeah. And I was just like, really? That's okay. My only comfort... In some of the like the racially biased jokes, is that two of the writers are black, so they're approving these jokes or they're writing them themselves. That's so true. That's that doesn't mean I can laugh, at them. <laughs> but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like yes, that's if it was like a full on room of white people making some of the jokes they made in this movie about like black people, then yeah, like you don't get to say that. No, but. Half the cast is black. This movie is written by black people, so it is what it is. Yes. No, I, I agree. All of Ray's story line, all, everything, they really hit you over the head with the fact that he's gay, mm-hmm. that none of the jokes were, like, over-the-top homophobic, but they were to the point where you're like, okay, we get it. He's closeted. I don't know if you're trying to make the assumption that this is how closeted people act. Like, they're so nonchalant about it. That's that's probably not true. Yeah. But. And, okay, you make a joke, fine. You don't have to make 17 more. Right. Which, like you said, it was his whole character. Yeah. They had um, Shannon Elizabeth's character. Her last name is Fellatio. Yeah. I'm like, come on. That one, to me, wasn't super offensive. It was just kind of silly. Which, you know, obviously a lot of the jokes are silly Mm -hmm. and just dumb, but they're still kind of funny. Yeah. I think it offended me on the weakness of the joke more than anything. (laughs) Like, we get it. She's a slut. Yeah. So, at one point, they're in the locker room, and their gym teacher, whose name is Miss Man. Yes. Like, guys, come on. You're capable of a lot of clever jokes. That one wasn't one of them. (laughs) Yeah. And it was clearly a very masculine man slash woman. I'm not quite sure what the actor identifies as. But then their balls are hanging out and they're wearing a short tennis skirt and you can see their balls. It's just, it's just people aren't jokes, I guess is the thing. And that's, nobody was calling her any names or anything like that, but just her presence was the joke. That was 
her presence and then the testicles was what was supposed to make you laugh because there was no funny dialogue between mm-hmm. her and the students and then also her and I think Anna Ferris have a discussion. There was nothing. Well, she was making a lot of uh, sexual innuendos at first. Oh, okay. And I did always like the joke. She's like, are you happy? What did she say? Is uh, feminine odor getting you down? Because it just sounded like some cheesy uh, <laughs> Summer Eve's commercial. <laughs> but... I guess they did have her say some funny lines. I yeah. just blocked it out. You, you're probably just like, where are they going with this? That's yeah. It's just yeah, not yeah. great. Did you have any other ones? No, that was it actually. I just had one where they really had to drive home that a fat girl tried to break through the garage door to escape the killer, mm-hmm. and then she, she's so fat and heavy that it brings down the whole roof in the garage. Ha ha ha! And I'm like. This actress, by the way, Marissa uh, Jarrett Winokur, is not the heaviest person in the world. No. Uh-uh. And logistically, you could call it a plot hole. Her body weight would not force, unless that garage is the shittiest made garage in the world, which, you know, Cindy's dad doesn't seem like the most responsible type person. Fair. <laughs> so maybe, but. <sighs> yeah. And also, the joke went on for about two minutes. Yeah. We're like, okay, yeah. stop beating us over the head with your stupid joke. Well, that's kind of what they do in this movie a lot yeah. of times. Did you have any technology? There was the usual suspects from a 90s movie as far as technology. It was just some portable phones, TVs, and I'm pretty sure there was cell phones. a Nokia cell phone ring that mm-hmm. was... Takes me back. Oh, yeah. Do you want to move on? Yes. Our next category is called Is It Even Good? Where we talk about the plot, the plot holes, the funniest and cringiest moments. So, what's the plot? I put a merge of Scream, and I know what you did last summer, with lots of slight movie reference mixed in. That is a perfect description of this movie. (laughs) I don't know if that's a new thing we're doing or we... We should do that, like, where we write the silliest synopsis ever. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Okay. Quinn, write that down. Quinn, write that down. That's a great idea. Yeah. Did you have any plot holes? I did. My plot hole just completely surrounded Doofy. Okay. Why is he going around killing people? Like, I What, was com- what is his true motive? Yeah, I was confused yeah. by that. And also... They established that he's handicapped and like a slow learner and his sister's in the movie, but at the end of the movie, he's faking it. He's, he takes off his fake mustache and he's smoking a cigarette as they leave and he's just like the, like he's totally different. Yeah. So I'm confused as to how long has he been doing that? Yeah. Because Shannon Elizabeth is his sister and. She's not going, yeah, he had an accident or there was some sort of issue, like nothing. That would have made more sense if they would have like established some backstory as far as like how, if he was born this way, because I'm like, is this just some sort of long con he's been doing since he was three? Yeah. (laughs) The only connection that they made at the end of the movie was that he used to have a crush on the first victim, but I'm not quite sure why he's trying to kill Cindy or anybody else. Yeah, I don't get that. It's just what it is. I don't think we're supposed to really overthink this, you know, spoof uh, other, movie. 
I will say, other than that, that was the plot hole I had. Yeah. Um, did you have any? I think you can really have loose parameters for the movie as far as the writing when you're a parody movie. And a lot of times they actually like kind of make fun of plot holes in other movies. Yeah. For example, the opening scene, Carmen Electra is running away or she has a choice of all these weapons and she chooses the banana because it's just making fun of the fact that people make the stupidest decisions in scary movies. Yes. So... Of course she picks the banana and then she runs out and there's two signs. There's to death and to safety and she goes the death way. Yeah. <laughs> and then even like the slow-mo running in the water, like obviously nobody was actually running for life would do that. But they, I think they were po- making fun of the fact that m- horror movies still tend to sexualize women as mm-hmm. they're fleeing. Or even action movies, you know, like yeah, Megan Fox and Transformers, like look how perfect she looks and and let's focus on her body while there's like other things going on in the movie that's so true yeah yeah i had to actually think about it and i was like what doesn't make sense here because exactly it's a parody you have a lot of leeway yeah yeah um what was your funniest liner moment oh there was some fairly decent chuckles but the one that got me laughing the most was when brenda and ray are getting a little frisky and we talked about how Ray's character is a, possibly a closeted homosexual. So he keeps handing Regina Hall football equipment. It was her reaction to every piece that he gives her, like the shoulder pads and the pants and everything. And she was always just kind of looking at him like, that's a little weird, but well, okay, okay. Yeah, like she's on board the first time. Like yeah. She's like, okay, I'll put the pants on. Yeah. And then he's like, put the shoulder pads on. And she's just like... She just gets more insecure about it, and she's yeah. just like, "What, what is happening?" And hurt, she does it perfectly. She really did. What was yours? Mine was an early on when they're walking into school, and Buffy's talking about how she is really into people, and she's not really into animals. And a homeless man asks her for a dollar, and she's like, "Ew, get away!" And then Cindy's like, "Here's a sandwich, sir," and he's like, "I said a dollar, bitch!" And he throws the sandwich at her. I always <laughs> laugh at that part. Uh, that one was pretty funny. Yeah. We both kind of laughed because it's something that you do, <laughs> which is uh, Cindy got into an argument with Bobby and then she's running away. But it's the most over the top dramatic running that she'll do occasionally as a joke. And yeah. it always makes me laugh and still made me laugh when Anna Ferris was doing it. Every time I do it, I envision that, but I forgot what it was from. That happens to me a lot. And today I was just like, okay. Yeah. You know, there's going to be movies that I'm like, that's where I get that joke from that I totally think I've somehow made up eventually. <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch of the ones that we've done for, that were stuff I watched at 9 and 10, and I'm like, yep, that's where I stole that from. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was your cringiest liner moment? We kind of talked about the Miss Man in that. So that was mm-hmm. that whole scene was very cringy. But there was also a real douchey police officer who calls Doofy over and has him smell his fingers. Yeah. And Doofy's like, what's that smell? And he's like, you know, that's being a man. And then the only thing that was funny was Doofy doing it back and going, that's my butt. (laughs) Well, that's equally cheesy and terrible joke, but at least that officer's getting... Yeah. Pulling one on him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, like, bodily function, you know, I've discussed it a lot that I'm not a big fan of, like, 
diarrhea or Mm -hmm. I'm going to add sperm to that list. But the one scene where Cindy is taking a bath and she's using the razor and then she just uses it on her tongue because I've cut my finger with my razor and I can't imagine... I was I was just like I really hope that razor was like fake. Oh, I'm pretty sure. And it she was. didn't like cut her tongue. Because <laughs> she also was shaving her face during that scene without yeah. shaving cream. Right when she ran it across her tongue, I was like, <laughs> it made my tongue hurt just yeah. thinking about it. Um, did you have any random thoughts? Yeah, something that I I liked was they did kind of poke fun at the cast and stuff like that. At one point, Sean Wayans even so like. They're talking about, <laughs> it wasn't Sean Man- Wayans, I apologize, it was Lachlan Muron. Oh. Was talking about, yeah, if they made a, this into a movie, they'd probably cast a bunch of people in their late 20s or early 30s to yeah. play us. So I was like, well done. Speaking of his character, I did like that, I don't know if you caught the reference, uh, but he was definitely Barry from I Know What You Did Last Summer. He was Scary Barry. And he was giving us Scary Barry vibes. <laughs> yes, he was. And he was, like, choking uh, Cindy at one point. Because in I Know What You Did Last Summer, uh, Ryan Phillippe's character was, like, super aggressive and abusive to uh, all the characters, honestly. But Yeah. I actually wrote that down, but I forgot his character name. Oh, I'm so Greg. glad you said... Br- yeah. No, uh, Ryan Phillippe's character. Oh, I was so glad Barry. you... Yeah, mm-hmm. How do you forget about Scary Barry? Ah. <sighs> I know someone who's very excited that we made these references. Right? <laughs> also, I did. They did a very decent job, I would say, at the spoofing aspect. And another one that was my favorite was when Cindy was just spinning and doing the yell of "What are you waiting for?" Because obviously, <laughs> that was one of my least favorite parts of "I Know What You Did Last Summer." But I like. I totally forgot. <laughs> That there is like a guy like trying to commit suicide on the roof, and she's just like, "What are you waiting for?" Just jumps. And she did such a good impression of Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes, doing she did. It. And it was just equally as bad. But Anna Ferris is doing this on purpose. Right, right, right. Yeah. One of the other moments that I would say was pretty funny was when Cindy is running from the serial killer in her house, and he's hiding, mm-hmm. which is another thing that they're obviously parroting and making fun of is that is how the killer escapes because it's not graceful Mm -hmm. and you can just imagine that that's in scream that's how they're running they're like oh she looked away for a second let me run away Mm -hmm. but i also like that she ran into her room and dialed the online 911 which i'm pretty sure sydney campbell does in scream Uh uh-huh but she writes white woman in trouble (laughs) And then, like, four cop cars come. I was going to say, just here comes all of the police. Yeah. That was all I had as well. Awesome. Should we move on to our final thoughts, or should we take a quick break? We should take a quick break. Okay. Okay, and we're back. We're going to go ahead and move on to our final thoughts. What do you think? Did it hold up, or did it not hold up? I don't think it held up for me. I think there's some movies that are just better left in the past. Yes. And fondly remember for what they were at the time. Mm-hmm. Because at the time, I was a 14-year-old girl who laughed at everything. Mm-hmm. But there are still jokes that are funny. Yeah. And though they have been overshadowed by the dated homophobic, transphobic, and fat jokes for me. 
I very much agree. There was still a few good decent laughs in there, but nothing that was super funny in my opinion. And the older I get, I hate when movies grab at the lowest hanging fruit yeah. and just go for that cheap joke. And this movie was very guilty of it. Do you think it's we're just a product for society trying to mature what comedy is? Or do you think it's because we're adults now and some of those jokes are clearly like made for children to laugh at? I think a lot of it is the the age. Yeah. Because I, I know I thought it was hilarious when I was a kid, but also I'm grown up a lot over the last 20 something years. Yeah. But I... I liked the point that you made about some things are best left in the past and just let those memories you have. But we wouldn't have a podcast if we did that. That's true. (laughs) We like to go back and check them out. Do we? Yeah. I like how you said that. Explained it to our listeners in case they weren't sure. They're like, I don't know why they do this. So it doesn't hold up. No, it doesn't. In our opinion. So that means the doesn't hold up awards pending title. (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're gonna do these awards yes i like the pending title that is gonna be said every week now (laughs) pending title do you want to introduce the first award yes the first award that we give out every week when it doesn't hold up is the valedictorian to the Nicolas cage online school of bad acting and who did you give your award to you mentioned uh, Doofy's storyline, or we mentioned it, as mm-hmm. being very cringy. I gave it to Dave Sheridan, who played Doofy, just because I don't know if his performance was the part that I hated the most, or was just the fact that there was this character who is has mental disabilities, and they're using it to kind of make fun of him. Yeah. But, but then at the end, they're like, well, but he's the killer, joke's on you, but mm-hmm. you're like... I don't know. It's just iffy from a standpoint of, like, don't have that in your movie. Yeah. Now, that's a very... uh, I wonder how he feels, like, looking back going, I played this character where I'm basically making fun of people. I don't know. I think that maybe some people nowadays do, do like, have to look back at the characters they've played and they're like, oh. Yeah. But... Uh, I gave mine to Carmen Electra. There was a lot of actors that she could have gotten to do that kind of fun cameo, and she's not a good actress. But you also have to think of, like, the time, and yeah. no, she I'm was not... a big get in the time. Yeah, but like I said, I'm, I'm thinking they could have gotten someone who is a halfway decent actor to do that part, because it's, it's not a James Vanderbeek cameo. Like, yeah. it, it was like a five-minute scene that she has to carry, so that was my part. But I agree with you, like, at the time, she was a big thing yeah okay yeah interesting take right thank you uh the next award is the thomas j hanks award for exceptional acting i kind of went back and forth between regina hall and anna ferris but i did give it to anna ferris because i felt like her character kind of drives the whole plot and i just felt like she did a great job nailing the overacting of Jennifer Love Hewitt and I know what she did last summer and it just it really tickled my fancy I agree I also gave it to her I thought she could pull off the sweet naive virgin girl Mm -hmm. but she also has really good comedic timing yes Uh, I love the first scene with her dad where they're kind of going back and forth 
and she's just talking, describing her childhood lovingly, but it's like she's saying all these statements like, you're a drug runner yes. or a drug dealer. And, but it's just, it's it's such a normal conversation. It just makes it really funny. Yeah, no, she was just fun altogether. But yeah, yeah if I could give it to a 1B, Regina Hall Same. was great. That was like my second choice. Mm-hmm. We agree. And I was wrong. It didn't hold you up. You suck. Thank you. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. You little jerk. You little jerk. Uh-huh. Anyway. So, that's it for us, guys. I said I would announce what the poll is going to be for this coming week. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a, I don't, I don't know what the category would be, pop. musical pop stars trying to act. Yes. And the two choices will be Mariah Carey's Glitter, mm-hmm. is what I'm calling it now. Okay. She really wanted that movie to get made, Ryan. I understand. <laughs> And Britney Spears Crossroads. Yes. Ooh, which you've seen neither. I have seen neither. Yeah. Glitter which is, is amazing. Sorry. I will say that is very impressive that I never saw Crossroads. I loved Britney Spears when I was a teenager. So. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't? Hashtag free Britney, please. I'm not even joking. That's not even a joke. No, that's not a joke. No. She's 40 years old. She can make her own decisions. I know sometimes we use hashtags as a joke. Yes. Like in in our podcast. That's why I wanted to clarify. No, that was a good call. And yeah, let yeah. her live her life, damn it. So anyway, are we out of here? We are. Awesome. Thank you for listening, guys, and have a great week. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.